On today's show, I talked to Chrissy and Katie about their May trip report. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 164. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. With me today, I have another set of twin sisters who traveled to Disney World together in May. And they jam-packed a lot of stuff into a very short trip. And what was really interesting about this trip report was the strategy involved. And they go over some numbers, too. Um, So they only had three park days, but they accomplished a ton. Um, And this was not by accident. This was some very strategic planning. So throughout the episode, they'll discuss, you know, how they were using Genie Plus and what worked and what didn't work and what they had to do to adjust when things happened. Um, But they'll give us some hard numbers here at the end as well. So um, great uh, information if you have a quick trip or if you're just trying to get the most out of Genie Plus. Also, I thought this was very funny. Uh, They tested out one of my boob creams and did not have the same results I did, but uh, can recommend a product that worked for them. So stay tuned for that. That's at the very end of the episode. But I'll, I'll also put a link in the show notes for the product that she's talking about. Otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and let sisters Katie and Chrissy take it away. Hello, Chrissy and Katie. How are you guys? Hello. We're great. We're super excited to be here. Thank you for having us. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to have you guys as well. Twin sisters went to Disney World. So why don't before we jump in, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Everybody knows who we're talking to. Yeah, totally. Fine. Chrissy, I am the younger twin. Um, and yeah, Katie, you want to go? Yeah. Hi, I'm Katie and I'm the older twin by seven minutes. We did get asked probably a million times while we were there if we were twins. So that's always really fun. Okay. So who went on your trip? Was it just you guys? Yep. Half the two of us this time. Okay. All right, so you said this time, how often do you guys go to Disney World? So we did to go quite a bit as kids with our um, parents, maybe like once every two years, but um, you know, since graduating to adulthood, if you will, we do try to go probably once a year. The last trip we took was in August of 2022. It took a really long trip. It was actually a gift from our dad and stepmom for our college graduation, which was a little bit delayed because of COVID. Um, so, yeah, I say about once a year we try to get there. Do you guys usually go just the two of you? The last two times that we've gone, yes, it has just been the two of us now that we've reached adulthood. But when we went, it was just, it's, we're the only siblings. So it's just me and my sister and then parents used to be it. But now it's really just the two of us because we like to go pretty crazy, you know? So um, we know we can keep up with each other. I was going to say, now that your parents know they don't have to pay for it every time, (laughs) just the two of you going. (laughs) But, you know, however you want to say it. (laughs) Um, All right. So what were the dates of this most recent trip? So our trip dates were Thursday, May 11th through Sunday, May 14th. So just a quick, like kind of long weekend, four day trip. Okay. And where were you guys staying? We stayed at All Star Sports. Okay. Do you guys typically stay at All Star Resorts or Value Resorts? 
when you go? We never we never stayed on property when we went as kids. But then since we've gone as adults, we've really like staying on property because we love the access to the buses. We don't really want to have to rent a car. So yes, the both times that we've gone so far as adults, we've stayed at all-star sports because it was the cheapest and it was the easiest and we honestly barely spent any time in the room except to sleep for like six hours so it just makes sense for us oh i understand i do quickie trips a lot and all-star sports is often where i end up for that reason because you're like for going from first thing like rope drop till as late as you can go what difference does it make so and it's like it's often like even when they combine the buses it's often that that first stop the sports one so that works out now that's why we picked sports was because we knew it was the first on the bus loop, which doesn't yeah. make a difference, but, you know. When you're, t- you know, at the end of the night, if, you know, if you're tired, you just want to get back to your room. Those precious few minutes can make all the difference. So this was just a quickie, you know, long weekend. So how many park days are we doing in, let's see, so the 11th through the 14th. So how many park days total are we doing? We had three, which was Friday through Sunday. and. Thursday was our arrival day and we kind of did some, you know, just exploration around the resort as a whole. And then on Sunday was our departure day. So we had less time in the park, not a full day, probably like I'd say two thirds of a park day. Okay. And are you guys coming from the same area? Do you guys live in the same area or are you meeting up when you get there? We are actually coming from different areas. So I live around Milwaukee. Chrissy lives around Minneapolis. So we flew in separately. Okay. All right. Um, And you said you're not doing, you're not renting a car or anything. So how are you getting from the airport to All Stars? So we both took ride shares from the airport to our respective places. We didn't go straight to All Star Sports. We kind of took different routes to meet up together and then end up at our resort at the night. So I started okay. the Riviera um, just to do some exploration, to have lunch. I really wanted to see it because I know it's such a beautiful resort. And then Katie ended up Ubering to the TTC where uh, where we met up at the Polynesian. So okay. Also ride share and just kind of expensive, but we figured with the limited time we had, um, we didn't want to take any extra time to take a service like sunshine wire or mirrors which we've never done before and we'd like to one day but in the interest of time we just kind of threw money at the problem (laughs) (laughs) no i get that i get that and you never know with that sometimes those shuttles you're on and it's quite like you get there you're checked in you're on a bus and you're up other times you're standing in a line (laughs) for 45 minutes so you're right there's really no way to know which way it's gonna go um, when you're there so were your arrival times, like, were you guys like trying to plan arrival times so you landed around the same time? Did you have a lot of f- separate free time when you got in? Chrissy did have a little bit of extra free time. I'm actually in graduate school right now. And so I had to take my last exam <laughs> this semester. So I literally like finished my exam and drove right to the airport. So unfortunately, I didn't get a flight until like, I think around noon. But Chrissy flew out of Minneapolis around like 8 a.m. So I can see she had a good four hours there without me um but then when we met up we had the rest of the day together which was nice okay so talk about the Chrissy you said that you arrived and explored Riviera so talk to me a little bit about that like some of your alone time and what you did before your sister arrived yeah I first of all it's very strange being there alone um she's always like my Disney buddy so I was like what do I do I'm all alone but I knew I wanted to spend the time 
um, in a fun way. So yeah, like I said, I um, took a lift right to Riviera. I kind of just explored the grounds, the pool, the lobby. It's beautiful there. I also had lunch at the pool bar, which sounds very strange, but I heard such good things about it. So I had to try it. It's called Bar Riva. And it was delicious, like really great. I would say it's worth the trip there, even if you're not staying or you're staying close. Um, I grabbed a coffee from Le Petit Cafe in the lobby, which was um, super delicious. So, yeah, I spent probably a good hour there just hanging out. Um, And then I decided I wanted to go to French Quarter because I wanted to get beignets really bad. And then I wanted to just explore the resort. So, obviously, Disney doesn't really make it super easy to get from resort to resort. There's not you know, any direct transportation. So I was kind of just like playing the transportation game all day with, you know, the available. Okay, so, so how did you end up getting there? Yeah, so from the Riviera, I took the Skyliner to Hollywood Studios. And then I took a bus from Hollywood Studios to French Quarter. And that, it only really took probably around 25 minutes, which I think would be much worse. And I had already paid for an expensive lift that day. I was trying to avoid yeah, that, that probably is the best way to get there. All okay. right, so how were the beignets? They were the lit. Um, <laughs> I was I was planning on getting. So they also had vegan ones, and Katie is fully plant based. So even though she wasn't there, I still wanted her to be able to experience that. So I had planned to get two orders, like a non-vegan one and then a vegan one, but, but they were ginormous. I saw someone eating one, and I was like, "There's no way I can eat one of these." So I just got one order of vegan beignets and they were so great. Like you wouldn't have been able to tell at all that they were plant-based. So any plant-based friends out there, they're definitely worth Oh, that's me. Ma- I had no idea they did plant-based beignets. Yeah, that's amazing. I, me too. I, I brought it up to Katie that I was going to go there and she, she told me they had plant-based ones. And I said, well, I have to get some because I just wouldn't think that that would be an option. But yeah. I'm glad that it was. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, anything else after you walked around the French Quarter? So at that point, we had planned that evening when Katie got there to meet up at the Polynesian. We both had never been there before, and we were just going to have some drinks at Trader Sam's. Not the actual Trader Sam's where you have to wait, like, hours to get in. Just, like, the terrace. So I ended up taking a bus from French Quarter to Magic Kingdom, and then take the monorail to the Polynesian. So okay. again, a lot of, like... You're doing all the transportation now, (laughs) essentially. Everything except the boat. So I'm proud of that. What were you doing with your luggage? Were you just like dragging along with you this whole time? Great question. (laughs) We both only had backpacks. So my original plan was to stop at at All Star Sports and like drop off my stuff and maybe just carry like a fanny pack around. But I was like, I don't want to waste a whole bunch of time doing that. So I just decided to carry all my luggage with me. I got flagged at Magic Kingdom and they had to take like everything out of my bag. And I was like, sorry, man, I just came from there. That is the one thing that has stopped me from doing that, because there are times when I've done quick trips where I'm like, I'm just going to do a backpack. And then I'm like, no, because I don't want them pulling out like my underwear at this security (laughs) thing at Magic Kingdom. So I'm like, I'm just going to stop at my resort and drop my bag off (laughs) rather than risk you know my underwire setting something off then they have to like pull it out <laughs> Luckily, nothing so. like that it was just my glasses case actually but okay could have been worse like oh come on yeah, yeah it could have been, been worse, worse. <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. So why don't we move over to Katie then? So we've got Chrissy's morning, afternoon. Um, Walk us through your day once you arrived. Yeah. So I got to the airport around four o'clock and then I ordered a, I think I ended up going with Uber because I checked in between Uber and Lyft and Uber ended up being less expensive, very marginally. But I took an Uber right to the TTC and then I walked over to the Polynesian. Um, it was very hot and sweaty. I kind of regretted not just getting an, an Uber right to the Polynesian, but I had heard that some people have issues getting their ride shares through if you don't, if you're not staying there, or you don't have like a dining reservation. So I figured yeah. just to save myself any stress or anxiety about it, that I'd just Uber to the TTC and walk. So I walked and we met up in the lobby and then we walked out to the Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace. And we both got drinks and it was really nice. They actually had somebody that came to wait on the table, which we weren't expecting. We saw like a walk up bar, but they said it was just for to go orders. So we were sitting out there. Somebody came out to play a ukulele for about five minutes and and then it started to um, lightning and thunder. And so our waiter informed us that they weren't going to be serving outside anymore and that they all had to go inside because it was part of their contract. And we asked if we could stay and said there and they said we didn't, they didn't care what we did they just couldn't serve us so <laughs> they're like you we stay here it. we're going inside exactly yeah. and we were like that's fine we got our drink and um we sat out for a couple more minutes it hadn't really started to rain yet at all but when we finished our drinks we went inside and we kind of explored some of the shops inside the polynesian it's obviously very beautiful in there we've never been so definitely suggest going to check it out if you have time um and then it didn't start to rain it started to like pour and so we weren't really sure what to do. We had a reservation at Sebastian's Bistro at Caribbean Beach at around 7.20. And at this point, it was probably only like 5.30. So we weren't really sure what we were going to do. So we we're kind of just walking around. We weren't sure if we should take a, the monorail to Magic Kingdom and then hop on a bus. Then we thought it might be a better idea to take a bus to Hollywood Studios. And from there, we were going to see if the Skyliner was, one, was running. By the time we did take a bus to Hollywood Studios, the Skyliner still wasn't running. I was going to say that's a risk with lightning. Yeah. So we ended up ditching that plan and we just stayed at the bus stop at Hollywood Studios and we took a bus right to Caribbean Beach. And we'd never been to that resort either. And so when we got there, we were very confused by the internal bus system because the bus dropped us off like at the Skyliner station. And we weren't sure if we had to get off the bus or if that bus was going to keep taking us around the resort. So it was raining. We weren't really sure what we were doing. So we just hopped (laughs) off the bus. And it's again, it's raining. We're like, we don't know what to do. We don't really know where we're going. So we found a map and it was kind of drizzling at this point. And so we're like, whatever, let's just walk. So we walked from the Skyliner station to the main building, like where the lobby is and where the restaurant was. That probably only took like five minutes and we kind of just walked underneath all the buildings so that we got some cover from the rain. And then we were still pretty early for the reservation. So we shopped in the gift shop that they had there and we walked around outside once the rain kind of cleared up, just kind of exploring that area around the pool. And they have lots of nice little seating areas. It was in a resort again that we'd never been to. So it was just nice to explore it. And then when it was time, we checked into our reservation around seven. So... 20 minutes before and then we kind of waited outside until they told us that our table was ready and we went in and it's a very beautiful restaurant it was only like 35 dollars in its family style and since you know, i'm plant-based and she's not we basically just got like two whole meals with like multiple yeah you get like, like your own family i've done that as well because yes. i i'm not fully plant-based but i don't eat chicken or beef so i'll uh-huh. order like when it's family style the plant-based 
And it'll just be like this giant platter for just me. And then like a giant platter of meat for whoever I'm with. So a lot of food. It's so much food. Yeah. How was it it though? We both really enjoyed it a lot. It was really nice to just for them to have that plant-based option. Like pretty much everything had a like plant-based option. The proteins were different. You know, it was like tofu and like impossible kebabs. And they had a new tofu fish cake, which actually was probably my favorite thing. But like they had rolls in the beginning and they had like all the same things that were vegan. I really enjoyed it a lot. The coconut bread pudding that we had at the end was probably like the Ooh, best thing. That, that we sounds good. It. Our waiter yeah. was very nice. And uh, we talked him into giving us a smaller portion because he said that usually they give you like this huge piece. And we're like, we really can't eat this, but we at least want to try it because it was like part of the reason why we wanted to go. Yeah. So he was nice and he gave us a smaller portion, but like literally it was like still this big. Like it was huge still. It so feels so wasteful. All. That's the the thing I hate the most about family yeah. style at the parks yeah. is it's like so much food. So I've, I just feel like I'm throwing <laughs> away so much food at the end. What yeah, were the plant-based agreed. versus the the regular options on family style? So the it was like rolls with like a guava butter and a onion jam and that came vegan. There was like a vegan butter and then there was a salad, which I think was vegan as is. So we both got the salad. Yeah. And then my entree was um like a jerk tofu, an impossible kebab that had like Caribbean spices, an impossible sausage, and then like a tofu fish cake. Those were all really good. And then the dessert was the coconut bread pudding. And mine, I think, just came with a vegan ice cream and a vegan caramel. I don't, the way that they made it seem was that maybe it was the like bread pudding itself was vegan as is because they told us that they were just going to give us a big slam to share originally. So I'm not really sure if it was different. But um, Chrissy, then you want to tell about the non-vegan option? (laughs) Yes. So the rolls were a little bit different. Like mine obviously had real butter and I got like some sort of like Parmesan cracker or something with it, but obviously it's not plant-based. And then the options were a fish. They didn't specify what kind of fish it was. It was just fish. (laughs) Mystery fish. Yeah, mystery fish. It was good. It was tasty. But so yes, then pork, beef, and chicken. And then all of the sides were plant-based, so we just got kind of like a platter to share. They had broccolini, like curried vegetables, and then like cilantro rice with beans. Um, so we were able to share some stuff. And yeah, like Katie said, I don't know about the pudding, about the bread pudding. My server, the server was like, I can just bring you like the vegan one if you want. And I was like, no, I want the not plant-based <laughs> one. If you could. But yeah, it was a really great option for the both of us. But I'm glad we could both have that experience because we don't always get to share right. in the food experiences there in, you know, a similar way like that. It sounds like it's a lot of good variety, too, on both like the for meat sure. options and the plant based. I hate when it's like entirely impossible. Like I like impossible, but I don't want all, you know, everything to be impossible. It sounds like it was a good variety as far as that goes. A 100%. lot of different meats for Chrissy. Okay, anything else that evening after dinner? So at that point, um, it was probably around 8.30, 9 o'clock when we finished that meal. And we decided to take the bus to spring. Finding the bus another challenge. That resort is crazy. <laughs> I, the moderate resorts so with like, they're so spread out and then they have multiple mm-hmm. stops. So you kind of have to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes, a, it makes so, it a little more challenging. <laughs> Yes. So anyways, we found a bus. We took it to Springs. Um, and our kind of priorities there were Gideon. 
not for the cookies or cake. We just wanted cold brew so we could save it and have it in the morning. So pro tip, you can go and ask for ice. I mean, no, you can go and ask for a coffee without ice. And all of those are vegan. So um, that was a good stop. And then maybe I can let Casey talk about this a little. We went to Erin McKenna's Bakery, which is entirely gluten-free vegan. Katie, I didn't know if you want to, you know, plug that real fast. Oh, yeah. I always like to stop there. It's it's on the pricey side, obviously, because they can charge for it. But I got because I knew that the because options in the parks for plant based stuff is pretty limited if you're not doing like sit down. They so are. I just yeah. Got, like a cop. Yeah. I got like a coffee cake and a, a lemon tea cake just to keep with me in the room so that I'd have something to eat before we left for the day. So I always like to stop there. It's a really good option to have something in the room. And then, you know, you don't go hungry until lunch in the park where you can finally get something plant-based. Yeah, that's smart. And even like I'm not fully plant-based, but even I struggle with it. It's like unless I want something that's just covered in like icing, which I me personally, that's not what I want first thing in the morning. I know Mm -hmm. some people are not at all opposed to that. And that's that's great because like Magic Kingdom is plenty of that. But you know, yeah. if I just want, you know, like eggs without bacon or something mixed in, it's harder to find at the park. So that's smart to to plan ahead of time. Um, Definitely. OK, great. Anything else after after that? We just stopped at World of Disney. I always like a must. There right. Park. Yeah. <laughs> They've got like everything. I knew I wasn't going to buy anything there, but I just like to see what they have. Spring felt really packed. And I know it was a Thursday and there were probably a lot of locals, but I was like, it closed at 11, but we probably left around like 10, 30 or so. I was like, I'm ready to go home. So we took an incredibly crowded bus back to all of the all-stars. And at that point, that was the first time we had been in our room. We did book a preferred room this time because just knowing that we wanted to be at the bus super early, we didn't want to risk like being all the way back in the boonies, so to speak, and having to add time onto our morning. So we were in the touchdown section, like the football. The last time we didn't book the preferred room and we were actually closer somehow. Um, I was going to say, I the last time I was there, I was also in the football section. I was like, well, I, you know, this mm-hmm. doesn't, now I've definitely, I've been in like what feels like the farthest room from the <laughs> lobby as well. But I was like, this doesn't seem too bad. So it's interesting to hear that that's where you were in a preferred room. That's a little disappointing, mm-hmm. you know. I did try to request the surf stop section because that's obviously the closest to the lobby. But unfortunately, I was having trouble with the app. Like, we both tried it multiple times on the app, on a desktop to save our room, like our room request. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just don't think it ever stuck. I mean, it ever stuck. Interesting. Um, so- I've heard people say that they still accept fax requests. Now, I, I, don't own a fax machine anymore. I think you can I think you can fax from your computer. Like I sound a million years old right now, but but I'm pretty sure that's still a way you can make room requests. I'm gonna have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure you can still fax room requests in. As crazy as that sounds, that sounds really yeah. bizarre even just saying it, but Heads up. Well, and Chrissy, Chrissy had tried to even like go on the website and talk with like a representative. Right. And she said, like, these are our two tattoo room requests. And they were like, yep, we got it. And then like, I don't think it ever mm. actually saved. So it kind of was what it was. I mean, we weren't really far away either. But we did end up in one of the renovated rooms, which was nice because when we had gone last time, it was not renovated. 
That was going to be my next question. (laughs) And that honestly, I wonder if that had something to do with the room that you were in. If they were like, all right, we're going to like we're trying to put people in renovated rooms first before non-renovated rooms, because those non-renovated rooms, they're kind of (laughs) janky. They're not great. So but the renovated rooms. Yes, they're beautiful. The new ones. So. Oh, it's fabulous. It was so great. I mean, it didn't even feel like maybe because we had stayed in a non-renovated room last time, but it didn't even feel like value resort. It's night and day. Yeah, with the renovations, it really is. How about the noise level? Because I maybe it's just me. I feel like that football area specifically gets all sorts of like crazy people running around out there because there's literally like a like a a miniature football field where like kids can run and play. And I say kids, I mean like twenty year old men without shirts on, like running around, (laughs) you know. Was was there any of that? Was the noise level okay? I think that's probably the biggest complaint with the value resorts. What did you guys think? Well, truthfully, I didn't even think about that until you just brought it up. So good, um, good. The noise wasn't really an issue, and I don't know if that's because like we were gone in um, like six thirty to eleven every day, so we weren't really there. But we did come home one night. And I did see a bunch of people playing like a shirt. I was going to say 11 is when it like starts in that. (laughs) It gets crazy. (laughs) But I'm glad it wasn't an issue. I'm glad it wasn't an issue. All right. Why don't we jump into your first park day then? So the next morning, where are you guys heading? So the next morning, our plan and our reservation was for Hollywood Studios. We'd actually stayed up until midnight the night before and bought Genie Plus. Um, just because we were awake and we always like to see what the price is going to be because we kind of feel like that's pretty reflective of how busy it's going to be. I think that day it ended up being $22. Um, so we woke up around, I don't know, probably like 545. And then we knew we always try to get to the bus stop an hour and a half before early entry starts, which sounds crazy. And also they say that the buses don't run until an hour before the park opens. Before our last trip, I even like sent a message over like their chat and was like when does the bus actually show up and they said an hour before the park officially opened so not even early entry which is just a lie because every time we go we get there an hour and a half before early entry starts and we almost always have a bus within 10 to 15 minutes if not shorter so we're always really crazy about getting to the bus really early so early entry that day would have been at 8 a.m so we got to the bus stop at 6 25 and then the bus arrived at 6.40. So we waited for a little while. Um, but the bus, you know, showed up and we got on and they didn't wait for anybody. They were like, all right, you're the only two here. We're taking you two. <laughs> so you're the only crazy that. people at 6.40. Exactly. Let's go. A lady a lady did run past us and she was like, good for you, girls. <laughs> and like, okay. Which was sweet. By the time the bus got there, it was about 6.50. So 10 minute bus ride. And then we'd actually never been there that early, I guess. Sometimes it's really just when the bus calls, too. But um, they actually didn't even let us go through security yet. They made us wait uh, right in front of, like, where the Skyliner picks up. And we were kind of confused because we're like, is this the line? And there were very few people there. I think there was maybe, like, 10, 15 people there. So we waited to walk That's pretty far back, too, if you're over at the Skyliner. Yeah, that's pretty far back. far back. I clearly never get there that early because I've never been held over there. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, at seven, they let us walk through security. And then um, 
they let us go up to the tap styles and we were at the first, you know, we we're the first people at our tap style station. And then it was seven. Of course, we had to book our first lightning lane. So I booked Slinky Dog Dash uh, and I got the nine to 10 a.m. return slots. We wanted something really early, obviously, so that we could start, you know, getting other ones because once you use it, you can make a new one. So and then Chrissy booked the Tron individual lightning lane for Magic Kingdom for 9 p.m. We wanted to do it at night because we heard that was the best time. We had heard from your podcast that even when you get the virtual queue, the like a line can be like 45 minutes to an hour. And we were excited yeah. to ride it, obviously, because it's new. But we were also like, do we really want to wait in line for 45 minutes? So again, we kind of just threw money at the problem. And we were <laughs> like, let's just buy it. We do want to do it, but we don't really want to wait. And so we booked that for nine. We thought that would be the best time. Well, and if you want to ride um, in the evening, this ensures you're riding in the evening. Because even if you're there for the 1 p.m. drop, let's say, of the free virtual queue, there's no guarantee you're riding after dark, especially now that the sun's out later, you know? So it's if you really are are wanting to to see it in the evening, that's the best way to make sure that happens. Exactly. And the only day that we were going to be even eligible to do the virtual queue was on Sunday, and we had to leave by five anyway. So we knew we weren't going to get it to ride it at night if we didn't pay for it. So we booked that and then we were waiting at the tap styles. There was a nice couple behind us who were not really uh, understanding how DD Plus was working. So I was trying to help them. And of course, it's like 7.15 now. So they wanted to do Slinky Dog and the return time was already <laughs> at like 3.45 in the afternoon. Yeah. And they were like, all right, so then we book a next one in what, like five minutes? And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, that's not You're like, oh, honey, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I felt bad. Um but it was, we had to talk to them for a while, which was nice. And then they let us through at about 7.45 through the tap styles. And then we wanted to rope draw Tower of Terror because we knew everybody would obviously be going towards Galaxy's Edge and just gets really busy and kind of crazy. And we knew that we were going to have opportunities to ride it in the future on our trip. So we decided to go that route. So we lined up. Um, we were the first people in line down Sunset Boulevard to ride Tower of Terror. Um, then we got on right at eight. They were doing the pre-show, which I kind of thought they didn't do during early entry just to keep people moving, but they they didn't do it. So we got the whole experience. So we rode Tower of Terror. And then as soon as we got off of that, we went over to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And there was, again, no wait for that. It was still early entry. Um, And then after that, we went right to Toy Story Mania. And that was like just right at 8.30. So the park had just opened to everybody. It said that it was like a five minute post of wait and ended up being like 10 but they were, i mean it was you know basically a walk on okay so point. you guys have arrived super early you've already knocked out several rides and you've purchased genie plus so is your plan to like do everything and then hop to a different park is that what we're is that our goal that sound i'm guessing that that's our goal based on our morning so yes. far. Uh -huh. Yes. The plan for the day was to get as much done at Hollywood Studios as we could. And then as soon as we could get into Epcot, do Epcot. And then we are going to leave Epcot and go to Magic Kingdom, which okay. is what ended up happening. So it ended up being three parks okay. in this first day. Okay. So it's what, like 8.45 now and you've already done several rides. So yes, we did. And it's almost slinky time already. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was basically by the time we got off of Toy Story Mania, it was 
basically time to ride Slinky Dog. And we always go, like you get that five minutes before your actual time. So we're pretty much always going like as soon as we can. And you hit the two hour mark yet? Because I'm just thinking like, could you have started stacking? Okay, obviously you guys didn't, but I'm thinking because like, would would you would you have been able to grab one at what time? What what time did the park open? The park opened at eight thirty for everyone. Uh, okay, oh, answer, yeah. so, okay, yeah, you would have had to wait too long. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking so it decided, opened earlier. Yeah, yeah, we had decided to just use that right away because we did want to keep you know staffing for other things, and so at eight fifty five, like you know, they, as soon as we could, we tapped into that and used that first lightning lane, and that one has the two touch points so like you can't book your next one until you make it through the second touch point but then after that we sorry we booked millennium falcon smugglers run uh because we were planning to go have breakfast at ronto roasters and so we thought it'd be good to be over in that area it had actually been pushed out to like 10 20 already which was not really our ideal uh but i was able to modify it to 9 20 oh so good i got it for even sooner which was awesome yeah, um, I love that so you can, can modify now. Not being able to modify was a big downside previously. That's made a huge that's difference. That was when we went the last time. And like, as we go through this, you'll see like we use that feature so many times, probably in a way that most people don't be use, actually usually pushing things back instead mm. of bringing things forward. But the way that we did this trip would not have worked if we couldn't modify. Like yeah. it made all the difference. I'm really happy. That yeah, especially with hopping. Now. With hopping, that's and sometimes you're right. You might want to push stuff out if you're because you're like, listen, I know I'm not actually going to get there until whatever time. So you that's grab exactly it just to grab it and then modify and push it out when you can. Yeah. OK, so and you're going to Ronto Roasters for breakfast. This is one of my okay. favorite breakfasts, like in any of the parks. Is at Ronto's Roasters. It was so delicious. I had the the plant based wrap, and then Chrissy had the just standard breakfast wrap, and it was so good. We like really, really wanted to try it, so we kind of baited the priority that morning, and we were really happy that we did. It was awesome. Oh yeah, I love that. The plant is it's what like chickpeas, isn't it? In the is in the breakfast one. Yeah, and there's like the the plant based egg. Yeah, in it too. Yeah, but you don't see a lot in the in the parks and stuff. So that was really it was really fun to try. We were really happy that we got to. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. And so as soon as we finished eating, since we were right there, we hopped on Smuggler's Run to use that lightning lane. Um, and then right after we tapped into that, we booked Tower of Terror because that's their favorite. So even though we had, you know, rope dropped it, we could do it again because we had the lightning lane. So we booked that. And then we were deciding to go over to Star Tours, which we love to do for like a filler attraction because it's almost always a, a walk on. And it's <laughs> just a nice, we, <laughs> right. we love Star Wars, so it's just a fun ride to do. And then we noticed that Rise had went down. And so we stopped to put on sunscreen and uh, we were kind of watching the line like to see if it opened. And then we realized people were walking through the queue. So we like grabbed all of our stuff and put it back in our backpack and ran over to the queue. And we were like, oh, you know, it just opened. Like Christy was convinced that we were going to be done within like a half hour, which was totally not accurate. I I was like, there's no way. There's absolutely you're no like, way. let like, me just still... call her out right now. So exactly. make sure everyone knows. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I timed it all. I have all the times. So it took us 57 minutes to get to the first pre-show room. And then 64 minutes in, we were at the trooper room. And then all said and done, it took us 80 minutes. So it was longer than we had budgeted for, but we knew that we wanted to ride it. And we were planning to buy an individual lightning lane for it the next day because we had already used our two for this first day. Mm-hmm. And we'd ended up not needing two. So we saved ourselves like $20 because we ended up riding it three times on this trip. So 
I think it, overall it was worth it. And it was hot out and it's a nice, I mean, it was the queue was all indoors when we were waiting. So it was just a nice air conditioning break, you know? Yeah, definitely. Are you guys uh, stacking anything for your second part at this point? Or are you still just grabbing Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for Hollywood Studios? We were still grabbing for Hollywood Studios. And during this time, I was pushing back the Tower of Terror that we had because it was just coming up. We didn't know how long the queue was going to be. And so I just kept, you know, coming up. And so I just keep pushing it back, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time so that by the time we got off of um, Rise, we were ready to go to Tower of Terror. So we did Tower of Terror and then we tried for the first time to use the half where you book two. Okay. Uh, and that worked out amazing it, oh the good first time took us it took us a couple times i think the first time it took us like three or four times but we got it so we booked those two and they basically had immediate return times so we used both of those and then after we so we did star tours and then we did midway mania and then after that we booked uh peter pan and pirates of the caribbean for magic kingdom for the night time because Obviously, you have to wait until after the until the return times go after 2 p.m. or else you can't start booking them. So we'd pretty much just pick the first two things that were after two o'clock. Peter Pan was pretty obvious because that one's like one of the ones that sells out the fastest. But Pirates just happened to be the next one that was past two. So we grabbed both of those. And um, obviously, we had to keep pushing those out through the day. So that's why the modified feature really came in handy because we wouldn't have been able to obviously keep those. And we weren't stacking for Epcot because we knew that we wanted to focus on the festival mostly we weren't going to really do any rides at epcot that day we planned to rope drop that the next day so it, it just didn't really make sense and we wanted to do things at magic kingdom before they started selling out so okay we used the hack then that was our second successful attempt at the hack <laughs> that's um, great what time is it now it's right now it's twelve fifteen. it's still early you've done yeah. a lot and you've got a lot planned for the evening already so yes, quite an impressive start already yes. <laughs> okay so you said you did rise and then you grabbed what was it toy story mania and star tours star tours and those were immediate return mm -hmm. times okay yeah so what are you guys doing after those then we just quick went into muppet vision we love muppet vision so we Me too. <laughs> and then after that we um grabbed a frozen coke and we kind of just did some shopping along hollywood boulevard at this point it was like 12 45 ish so we didn't want to do any more rides in the park so we kind of just were waiting until it was time to hop to epcot we did a little shopping and then around 120 we got on the skyliner to epcot um and then you know obviously we went from Hollywood studios to the you have to transfer so we did that and that took i probably like 20 inch minutes um then we stopped right before the international gateway and i heard from i can't remember where i heard it from but technically you're not allowed to hop till two but you can actually the earliest you can get in is 147 is like the magic number so 147 we tapped into epcot <laughs> i did not realize that 147 was the magic number oh i did not yeah, know that we were able to get in. Um, okay. Just, you know, thir 13 minutes, but is better than sitting outside for 13 right. minutes. <laughs> yeah, in, no, so. definitely. <laughs> okay. And you have not grabbed any lightning lanes. You said you're going to focus on the festival, right? When you're at yes, Epcot. Did you guys have, a, did you know what, I, I assume we're talking food, like a late lunch kind of thing. Yeah. Did you know where you wanted to go or are you just kind of eyeballing stuff as you're walking around? 
Yes, I had written out an entire strategy. Okay. Okay, great. Wonderful. When the menus came out, I like made both of us, you know, look at them and then we wrote down everything we wanted. And then I figured out where we'd be at, you know, at the time that we were starting. And I kind of plotted out like a um a long to cold course. You had a course. Uh, okay. Yeah, just just to make sure we could hit everything that we wanted to. All right. So what what's on the list? How many stops did you have? So our first stop, since we entered an international gateway, um, we went to La Isla Fresca, which is right between France and Morocco. And I wanted to get, they had like a shrimp skewer there for me for kind of like a late lunch. And then they had a plant-based coconut trape leite cake for Katie. Um, both were incredibly delicious, like probably within our top like three things we ate the entire time. Like, Oh, so right off the bat, we food. have... A winner. Which yes. which booth was this? I love Fresca. It's it's one that's like just a flower and garden okay. booth, like not at a country. So yeah, right between France and Morocco. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was a great um great stop for that. And then we have to go after that. So at this point, we were getting close to our two hour rule expiring because we had booked something for Magic Kingdom. We just kind of took a leisurely roll around the civilians for a while and then we stopped in Italy for a minute just to sit down and you know make sure we were ready on our phone to to book our next lightning lane which we were able to use the hack again and get one for Big Thunder and Space Mountain um so that was done you know we realized it would start the two-hour rule over again I set a timer on my phone for about like five minutes before just we were ready um then we just kept Strolling around, I grabbed the grapefruit beer from Germany, which is like an always must for me. I love that. And we we split that, so that was good. Um, Then we headed towards the front of World Showcase, like Port of Entry, and they have an entirely plant-based booth there called Trowel and Trellis. So um, we got the Impossible Korean Short Rib for Katie and... Katie, I think you said it was really good. I tried some. It was really good. Like, couldn't even tell it wasn't, you know, real meat. Um, then we kept going around the World Showcase the way we hadn't came. So, like, towards Canada. We stopped in France because they had a goat cheese croissant from the France pavilion that I wanted to try. And then we got a pomegranate slushie from Morocco just to help us <laughs> cool down a little bit. Um at that point, we made our way towards the land pavilion, and we decided to ride living with the land, just like another thing to get out of the heat. It was actually a ten-minute wait posted. I've never, I've never seen a line period <laughs> for her living with the land, and this time we waited probably about five minutes. Okay, so yeah, not too bad. I can't complain. I think one thing we failed to mention thus far is that we did at some point this morning book an individual lightning lane for Guardian. Um, it's our favorite and I knew we had to ride it. So we just decided to suck it up and pay the money. <laughs> uh, and that was at 440. Okay. Um so at this point we're kind of just killing time before we're able to do that. I wish we had booked it a little earlier, but I don't think we realized how quickly we'd move through everything. So right. there's that. And then right before we were able to ride Guardian, we had um, our two-hour rule had expired. So we booked Haunted Mansion and Winnie the Pooh Lightning Lane for Magic Kingdom. And at this point, we noticed that Winnie the Pooh was actually down. 
So we thought about canceling it, but then I was like, well, if it's still down and they cancel it, we'll just get a multi-experience pass and then we can use it on whatever, whatever. we want yeah. you know, with limitations, of course. But I was like, if I want to ride Big Thunder again, I already have a lightning lane, but this will allow me to do it again. So that's actually what ended up happening. We got a multi-experience oh, that's great. for it, which, yeah, which I wasn't mad about. I'd rather do several of these things yeah. than <laughs> two, if I'm being honest, but anyway. No, I agree. At this point, yeah. At this point, it was time for our guardians' individual lightning lane. We did try to tap in around more than five minutes. I wasn't sure if maybe there would be a little leeway because it was a like purchase thing, no go. Um, so that five minute rule was pretty strict. They booted um, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, come back. We're like, fine. I waited almost no time. Obviously, with the lightning lane, we weren't gonna wait long. But it was super quick. The queue looked really long, so we were definitely happy with our purchase. We got um, Disco Inferno for our song, which is a great <laughs> one. We had had it before. So I was a little disappointed, but it's still a vibe. So I'm um, very happy with that. So then we headed toward the front of the park to get on the monorail to Magic Kingdom. And it was around 5.20, 5.30. At that point, we booked, I mean, we booked it over to Big Thunder to use that lightning lane right away. Um, and that's always a fun one. Then at that point, we kind of just took a beat outside of where the Splash Mountain or, you know, the new Tiana ride will be just to chill before we can make our next lightning lane. Kind of deciding, we had quite a few things stacked up at this point. So we were deciding, well, like, what do we modify? What order do we want to do these in? So we had to, like, take a beat and kind of reassess what do we have. Like, it was almost like an embarrassment of riches. I was like, we have too many things to do. Like, this is crazy. Not complaining at all. It was great. You worked the system. Yes. That's what happened. It, yeah. And I love it. Emma. Um, so then we booked uh, another Space Mountain Lightning Lane because actually it had also gone down. So then we got another multi-experience. Pass. So we're at two multi-experience passes now. Wow. Yeah. So I figured, well, if Space Mountain is still down and I'm going to book it, I'll just get another multi-experience pass. If it comes back up, I can use it on Space Mountain. If it doesn't, I can use it on something else. And that's what ended up happening. So then we had three multi-experience <laughs> passes. Um, and we also booked Bud Lightyear. It was it was available. We needed something to do. We were going to be in Tomorrowland. So yeah, at that point, then we moved over to Pirate QR. Lightning Lane there, that queue was insane. Like the longest standby queue I've ever seen for Pirates. I don't know what was going on that day, hmm. but it was crazy. And even the Lightning Lane took a while, like 10 to 15 minutes, which I just wasn't. Had the ride been down at any point? You know, we had, been, we had kept a pretty close eye on everything all day, and I didn't see it down at all. But Weird. That was a good, you know, and it could yeah. also be, you said other stuff was going down and so people might just be uh, moving yeah. to pirates either the standby mm-hmm. or using their multi the light. uh, multi-experience yeah. um lightning lanes for that one mm-hmm. i mean that that could very well be it yeah very good point in the line for pirates katie had and katie made a mobile order for casey's corner they have a plant-based hot dog there i still haven't um, tried that i've had multiple people oh. talk to me about this plant-based <laughs> and every time i'm like next time i'm getting it next time i'm getting it and i still haven't tried it yeah they have like the spicy squaw dog one katie you had that last time but this time you were like i just want the plain hot dog and i don't know which one you preferred but 
the plain one, unfortunately. The <laughs> last time I had the swan dog, well, I had it in August, and I think that I, I didn't, that was the first time I'd ever used mobile order, and I didn't realize how quick it would be ready, and so by the time I got it, it was, like, really soggy, unfortunately, so oh. if you get it, just make sure you're, like, there, because I, it was my first experience. <laughs> I was, like, thought it would take another 10 or 15 minutes for them to make it, and they were, like, nope, it's ready, so. Sometimes you know. it does, you know, I mean, you just, yeah. you never yeah. know. You never yeah. know. So then we just made our way to Main Street. We did a little bit of shopping, just like poked around some stuff. Um, Katie picked up her mobile order. And the line was absolutely rock. Like Katie Porter was insane. <laughs> and I get it. It was like almost seven o'clock. I was just going to ask Friday. what time it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of wild. Whatever. We made it out on stage. Um, I made a mobile order from Liberty Street. Have a... I got, they had like a spicy chicken waffle sandwich that I had wanted to try. And it was a lot of, and it was like less than $12. So I would definitely recommend that. It was tasty. And we just kind of sat down in the table near uh, where Kiana meets. Really calm there. It was a great, just like regroup sort of reset moment for us. That's great. Was so, Now, was that sandwich actually spicy? Like, would you actually say it was spicy or was it white lady spicy? You know no, what I mean? I, well, yeah, it probably <laughs> was like white lady spicy yeah. because I am a white lady and I don't know those spice very well. But like, if you're, I'm a always lady, curious. It would probably be spicy. Okay, yeah. I'm just curious. Uh, <laughs> no, I it's, like it's actual spicy good. food, and sometimes when sure. things are labeled spicy, and I eat, I'm like, this isn't spicy. Like, there's what <laughs> you, you put like some a little bit of black pepper. That's not spicy. <laughs> But I guess for some, that is actually spicy. So I'm just curious. Then we went to use our Haunted Mansion Lightning Lane. And then we booked it over to Tomorrowland to ride our Buzz Lightyear Lightning Lane. And it was around like 8.30 when we were done. We had 30 minutes before our Tron individual Lightning Lane. We just kind of moseyed around with the thrift shop. Um, at this point, we were also up for another lightning lane since we had used, um, our bus light year one, I think. So we booked Space Mountain again, just again, it was like, if I get an experience tap, cool. Was and it then, up and running at this point or is it, it was still showing down. So no. you booked it for a yeah. later time and it let you book it. And it sounds yeah. like it had been down it, for hours. It had been why we were I'm we kind of so surprised yeah that they were still letting you book lightning lights for it. and it was like 8 30 we were like well the I mean if it's this late and it's still not open is it really it did end up coming back up but it, like I just they must have known it was going to come back up and like they were letting you book lightning lights for hours yeah yeah hmm. um how I imagine it's getting crowded too what time were fireworks at they were at nine okay at yeah nine. So, so I'd imagine it was chaos even just getting over towards tron and that area we were able to cut through fantasy land like we took like you went behind the camp yeah as we yeah could. yeah which we were like well you know why not like we've got time so that's kind of why also we picked do it at nine o'clock because we are truthfully we're not like nighttime show people like that it's not really a priority for us we mm-hmm. figured we'll be away from the crowds at that time um, and it did work out. Like Tomorrowland was very crowded, especially around Tron, where we were waiting. 
So we just kind of like hung around Tron. We didn't know where we were going because it was our first time there. <laughs> so I just saw a sign that said like individual lightning lane and then the time and then obviously like the boarding group. And I was like, oh, it must be right here. I don't know what I'm, what went over me, but we sat there for like probably a good 25 minutes and we're like, all right, it's time to go. And then I walked over there and it was nothing. So we kind of like walk all the way up, you know, we felt in time, like we were still probably even a little bit early, but I was like, oh, that was a rookie. (laughs) That's funny. At least you didn't like line up outside the sign that's, you know, like way way out in front. Here's where the line starts. (laughs) All right. So what did you think of Tron? It was a blast. definitely a lot of fun i think you know part of the novelty is just like the ride vehicle which i was like oh this is so cool you know um and obviously like how fast it goes both the speed and the duration of the ride it's just so short and i do feel like you know paying 20 dollars for it was kind of you know i wouldn't normally do something like that but knowing we wanted to ride it and making it a priority like it was just worth it for us i don't know that i would ever do that again or i'd maybe i don't even know if i would do the virtual queue maybe when it dies down a little bit and it's not like you know 45 minutes to an hour even in the virtual queue we did like it like i'm not gonna say it's a bad ride but i like more things better to be honest yeah no i'm i completely agree with everything you're saying and it's a great ride it's a lot of fun is it 20 dollars per person good I don't know. I would pay for Guardians way before I would pay for Tron personally. And I would like I would stand in line for it. But uh, how long would I stand in line? I think 45 would maybe be my max. And that's like if I really wanted to do it, like if I was really like, yeah, no, I want to do this one today. Um, and that, I think but we're then, on the same exact yeah, page. and it's like that doesn't mean it's not a great ride. It is, but there's oh a ton of great rides that I don't have yeah. to pay twenty dollars. So exactly, yeah, it's a tough call, and it's like I don't want to come off as like harsh about it because it is fun. And but you're also right in that the ride vehicle is a big part of that because I've I've yeah. never been in a ride vehicle like that before. Now, did you, mm-hmm. fi- how did you find the, the ride vehicles? I definitely was confused when I got in. We didn't Me drive too. the taxi vehicle, but I didn't really have any, like, concerns about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then Katie was like, you got a push. And I was like, wait, me, what? I was really confused. Oh, but, me too. I'm well, glad, I'm glad I'm not the only right. one who was, no, I felt like an idiot the first time I wrote it. <laughs> me too. Um, and one thing we're done, I was like, whoa, like my dad, like it went kind of rough it felt like and i didn't realize that until we got off of it but i felt a little banged up afterwards hmm. interesting i don't hmm. you think that's a a lady issue you know what i mean like is that like a sports bra would maybe help like i'm this <laughs> i mean it's, it's such a stupid question but like but really no, is that i mean you, you might be right yeah i wonder if that's it hmm I'm going to have to ask more people (laughs) that particular area on that particular ride. Yes. This is like the second time now bras have come up on this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The family show. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, after Tron then, what are you guys doing? Space Mountain. Are you able to ride Space Mountain after Tron? We are getting there. Not immediately. Okay. Okay. So, but yes, we, boiler alert, we were able to ride it, thankfully. So we took like 
kind of the back way into fantasy or into storybook circuits, I'd say, out of Tron. We went to use our Peter Pan lightning lane and we were like, oh, great, we'll hit it after the fireworks. Like, it'll be awesome. Everyone else had the same idea as us. That lightning lane too was insane. And they like to the point where they weren't letting standby people in. And like I, I heard the cast member get on the announcements and say, like, you will experience um delays in your uh wait or in your wait time. So like I think everybody had their same idea. So maybe if you're gonna do pan, do it before fireworks or much later. Or like during during fireworks. Because if fireworks were over, yes, then too. everyone rushes over there. You got it. Yeah. Um, so we did that one. Then we went back to Frontierland to ride Big Thunder again with five of all the experience passes. We stopped to get dual whips at Aloha Isle. Um, they do have plant-based options there, like the original pineapple dual whip is totally plant-based. And they have like a raspberry for Katie, which is great. So we walked and ate on our way to Space Mountain which we got on around like 10, 20. Uh, it was a little backed up, even in the lightning lane, obviously because the ride had been down, you know, pretty much the entire evening. Um, we did that. It hurt. I was like, I don't know if I'm getting old, but after I got off, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I would just jerk around. Where it came off the track. I don't know. I'm not the first person to say that, but I also don't know if it's real. But I was like, I felt really pained up. We're all getting old. Don't know if it's just me. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think that every time I ride that ride, I'm like, oh, I'm old. <laughs> then we ran over to Fantasyland to get in, in line for Seven Gold Mine Train. Hit it at the end of the night where hopefully the wait time would be shorter. It was posted at 50 minutes. It actually took about 25 okay. together, which I think was worth the wait. I do like that ride. I don't want to pay for it. Agreed. It's kind of picky. Yeah. Um, yeah, at this point, um, it was around 11.30. We were heading out of the park and back to our resort. That was the end of our first day. Just in summary, we had 15 hours in the park that day. We did 21 rides and we had 13 lightning Amazing. Lights. Two of those were multi, yes. And two of those were multi-experience passes that we didn't end. We just didn't end up using it. Just, there wasn't time. You guys are wild because I would need a break. But like I just said, I'm old, so I have to stop and take a nap and and rest. We finally still have taken a break, but mm-hmm. on yeah. the short trip, sometimes we, you just you're like, I'm going to go, go, go and I'll sleep later. I'll sleep when I get home, sleep yeah. on the plane ride or whatever. Exactly. OK, so that was that's how we justify this. Yeah. Yeah. So this was quite a busy day with three parks so what's the next day look like then are you rope dropping again after all of this well yes so um we did another three park day the next day and we our Ooh. reservation was for epcot and we planned to rope drop epcot so we the epcot early entrance that day would have been 8 30 because the park opened at nine and so we arrived at the bus stop at 6 45 in the morning um, we were actually not the first people in line for the bus, believe it or not. We were the third party in line for the bus, which was kind of crazy. Um, and I, we felt like we never rope dropped Epcot before this time. And the bus definitely took a significantly longer time to get there. Like, I think at least four Animal Kingdom buses and at least like three Hollywood Studios buses came while we were waiting for the Epcot bus. I'm wondering so I don't know if, that's just- if 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm wondering if it has to, if like the number of bus drivers, I'd imagine it's just like a forecasting thing. Like how many park reservations do we have for Epcot today? And so if they've got fewer park reservations, they probably schedule fewer drivers for that day. Just as somebody used to work in hospitality, like that's my first thought is like it's it's all forecasting, which is, you know, why they want to do this reservation system that I hate. But I'm guessing (laughs) that's why. It makes so much sense. So by the time the well, it was seven o'clock before the bus even came. So at seven, um, I booked us our first lightning lane for Soren, and we got the first spot like nine to ten a.m. And then Chrissy tried to get the virtual queue, and it just goes to show, like even if you know your stuff, sometimes it just doesn't happen because we did not get the virtual queue. Oh, um, I was distraught. Oh. I was so upset. I was, I was so mad. But it happened. We were going to book an individual lighting lane anyway because we wanted to do it as many times. But I like it really. It's disappointing. Yeah. 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 That's uh, it's only happened to me once where I didn't get one of the virtual. And it was when Remy was on the virtual. And I was like, of all the rides that have utilized virtual queues, like (laughs) Remy's the one I didn't get. (laughs) What is this? But yeah, so I've been there. It's disappointing. Yeah. So at seven, then, since we didn't get, the, I mean, we were planning to get the individual lightning lane anyway. So we booked that for 10, 20 a.m. as our return time. And then at 7.15, the bus finally came. So we were waiting at the bus stop for like a good half hour. Um, And then we all got on the bus. The bus got to Epcot within 15 minutes. So by 7.30, we were there. And I was like kind of freaking out while we were waiting for the bus because I'm like, Chrissy, why is this taking so long? We're not going to be the first people there. Like, it was ridiculous. I was being crazy. Um, but so we got there and I swear to God, our bus was the first bus to get there because we were lining <laughs> up and we were like one of the first people in line for security again. So it just goes to show even if the bus like takes a little while to get there. I don't know. Maybe the all-star sports buses just really drive quickly. But we were like the first bus there. I was surprised. So um, we had to wait at the a wait for security again. So they kind of kept us off like closer to where the bus station is. And then at 730, they let us or at about 750, they let us go through security. And then we got to the tap styles. We were, again, the first um, people at our tap style station. At 7.55, they let us into Epcot. And then we went towards a creation shop because we were planning to rope drop test track. So we waited there for about 35 minutes or so um, because the park didn't open or early entry didn't start till 8.30. It was absolute madness. There was like people... There was only one cast member for like this whole long line of people between the creation shop and like the connections cafe. So it's a pretty big area. Only one cast member and at least a dozen people tried to just walk right past the entire group of people waiting there. And we're like, what do you think you're doing? If you see a big group of people just waiting, what makes you think that we all have the wrong idea? And you're going to like bust through this. <laughs> they know something you don't know. Like, I was like, what do you, I just, it, I'm like, I don't know if you could try and do like a sneak attack or something. Like it's not going to worse. So, <laughs> so anyway. They're oblivious. Um, well, I think is the people, answer is they're oblivious. We saw, <laughs> yeah. We, we saw many people doing that, which was just kind of like, we just laughed every time. Um, And then when at 8.30, they told us that we could go through, there was no cast member to walk us to the ride and people were sprinting. Like, I never see, and I, I know you're not supposed to run. We don't run because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> but, like, these people were full on sprinting to test. Track. I would say, where are they so, sprinting um, to? Like, I don't know that I, what are I'm the big t- rides? Like, you know, you can't, like, Guardians, you can't get in line for. So, what are you sprinting no. to? Frozen, maybe? Was, I don't know. 
God. It was just, just Frozen it's so, and Remy were at an yeah, Frozen and Remy were at another spot. Yeah, yeah. It's yes, like well, so it's silly. I mean, it's really odd. We were just like kind of looking at each other, like, oh my God, like wait. I'd never really seen anybody run like that because usually there's somebody guiding you. But so anyway, we, we got in line and we were still probably in the first 20 people without, without sprinting, uh, so we, knocking down we like children and old people. So I swear some people like lost their children on the yes. run. <laughs> yeah, they'll just meet up with you later. Yeah, they'll just meet up with you yep. later. <laughs> um, and so anyway, we, we run test track um, and then we went over to Spaceship Earth, and that was the last thing that we did during early entry. We were planning to go right and use our Soarin' Lightning Lane, so it just kind of made sense to make a quick stop there. Um, and then that ride's obviously a little bit longer, so we didn't make it to Soarin' until about like 9, 10. We had to wait a little bit for Soarin' because I think we were the first people to go in that, I don't know if they call it like a concourse or yeah, something yeah. for the day. So we waited for a little bit, but then we rode Soarin'. And then while we were waiting for that um, to get on the ride, we booked, we used the hack again and we booked Smuggler's Run and Slinky Dog for later in the day at Hollywood awesome. Studios. Our, our plan was to start at Epcot, hop to Animal Kingdom for a couple hours, and then go to Hollywood Studios for the nighttime. And so um, there was nothing at Animal Kingdom that we wanted to ride that had gone past two o'clock. But obviously, Hollywood Studios is much busier. So we found the first two rides that we could that the short time was past two. So we booked those. Then we went to the World Showcase and we stopped at the Joffrey's at the Port of Entry and got coffee. And then we went to the Pringla Bakery in Norway and we both got the Pringla. I got the chocolate one. Chrissy got the almond one. Um, and then we kind of perused the creation shop for a little while. We had our coffee and, you know finished eating and then by that time that we were done it was about time to ride guardians because our return time was at 10 20 so we wrote guardians we got the same song again we got disco inferno again so i i really like that one but of the of the four times we wrote it we've gotten it i've times, never gotten so. that song that's really fun you get it every time i don't think it's i yeah, keep getting I don't think it's really common i keep getting conga which is fine with me i love that song I, that and i feel like I it's perfect i feel like it's perfect i've also gotten september which i feel like is not quite as fitting personally um yeah. i i don't know like it's just i like the more upbeat but anyway disco inferno is definitely very fitting. yeah we yeah got one, we could we got one way or another mm, one time and that that's was a good really one too fun, but i do i think disco inferno is probably the best <laughs> one that we've gotten so far and so we finished that and then we made our way back into the world showcase because it was about 10 50 at this time so all the booths were starting to open again um so we walked towards canada and we kind of just explored some of the shops and the pavilions um and then while we were in the UK pavilion, it was actually time to book our next set of lightning lanes. So we sat down and we booked Runaway Railway and Toy Story Mania. We did have to wait for a few minutes um, because we couldn't get the return time to go past two. So we were kind of just sitting there. It was like 150, 155, <laughs> 155 again. So, it, you know, you have to wait a little bit longer for it to go how you need it to mm -hmm. go. But it worked out because then now we have four stacked lightning lanes. Um then at 11.55, after some shopping, we had a Spice World table reservation. That was really fun. We'd never, we don't, have never really done sit-down dining in the past, but we thought it would be fun to try some more of that this trip, just to do some new stuff. And we really enjoyed it. I had the dolmas, and Chrissy had the spiced chicken. It was, um, we got to sit inside, so it was nice and air-conditioned. The um, 
Our waitress was super nice. Everybody was just really, really pleasant and friendly. But that only honestly took like 20 minutes because we just got, you know, small plates. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really, quick. Really efficient. for a sit down. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We we kind of just and ate quickly. Probably because that restaurant's very rarely busy. Like that's one of those restaurants you can just like yeah. walk up and go in most of the time. Yeah. That it helps. No yeah. Really. Yeah. There are very yeah. people. Their kitchen was not um, backed up. So that. No. No. Um. I had wanted to try the cauliflower that they have. Unfortunately, they're like they said their fryer wasn't working. So I didn't get to have that. So I was still a little hungry after that. So we popped over to the Morocco, which is, I guess, just the Tangerine Cafe now. Um, and I got the hummus trio that they had for the festival. And then Chrissy got the um, pistachio orange blossom cake. Both were really, really good. I think that we really enjoyed that food all together. And then we kind of just walked around the rest of the world showcase. We went Morocco towards the the opposite direction, which we had came. I'm trying to remember what I always get the order of the countries mixed up. <laughs> What's after Morocco going, not France, but going the other way. I can't even Japan. Japan. Like, yeah, I think yeah right. I'm like yeah. counting in my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Japan. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on. I have the map behind me. They, I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... France, Morocco, Japan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> So we did um, we did stop and do some of the shops there and we took pictures of the topiaries. They were really, really beautiful. Um, we kind of stopped around in the pavilions. We went to the, the China Pavilion and bought some of the like interesting flavored chips for our significant others at home. So that was a nice souvenir that we ended up maybe regretting because with the chip bags, they have so much air in them. And so we had to put them in the backpack for like the rest of the day and we had to get them home. Yeah. So it did take up a little more space than we were thinking, but it's always just a fun, a fun gift for them. So we finished going through the World Showcase that way. And then we stopped at the Travel and Trellis booth again because they had a chocolate cake that I wanted to try. That was really good as well. Not as good as the coconut trace leche. So if you're going and you're deciding between sweet things for plant-based people, definitely go with the, the coconut cake. Um, but I ate that on the way out of the park. And then around 1.45, we got on the bus to Animal Kingdom. As we were on the bus ride over there, it was again time for us to book a set of lightning lanes. And we wanted the only rides we wanted to do in Animal Kingdom were Dinosaur and Everest. But we had the same problem where we were just waiting for them to get to 2 o'clock because basically they just had immediate return times. So we were just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so we finally got um, we got Dinosaur. And we got Everest. And that was actually like that our two-hour rule had expired probably like a good, I don't know, 20 minutes before that. But again, we just had to wait until we could get a return time that it would allow us to book. I'm curious, with just based on what you're telling me about the return times, how were crowds looking? And did you notice what like posted wait times were for these rides? Like, I'm curious if, if Genie Plus ended up being a good value because of like, just because it's like, all right, these return times are almost immediate. We had noticed actually pretty much throughout it, it was not as busy as it was when we had went last August. And I know even end of August really isn't that busy of a time. So the crowds weren't crazy. But what we did notice was that the return times for Genie Plus for a lot of rides were usually close or immediate. But the the standby times were long. Like Dinosaur had like a 35 minute standby line, which is probably the highest I've ever seen it. So I think that it more so was that people weren't buying a Genie Plus as much as they were, you know, having people in the park. And I think this day it ended up being 
Genie Plus was $20 on our $20. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they did just and, and announce they're revamping Genie Plus, and I think it's a lot of people have complaints yeah. about it and are hesitant to purchase it, okay. you know, because you have to like okay. listen to these podcasts and do these homework, okay. whereas like you and I are interested in that, but not everybody okay. is. It's it can, it's challenging no, for mean, a lot of people. A hundred percent. And like the thing with like obviously doing all the stacking and the, the hacks and all that, like we were on our phones a lot. Yeah. And that's not something that we mind. We actually kind of enjoy it. Like we love Genie Plus because we actually really enjoy the whole planning aspect of mm-hmm. it and like the logistics of all of it. But we also don't have, you know, children to like watch when we're as you're sprinting down, you know, to the road. test track. Exactly. <laughs> so I yeah. think that it probably works well for a specific group of people. Or if you like are, you know, you don't have a problem being on your phone that much. But we were definitely on our phones a lot with the way we did stuff. And I feel like it worked out for us, but I can see how it can be problematic for like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, OK, so talk to me then about Animal Kingdom. Chrissy, you want to talk about Animal Kingdom? I sure can. So we made it to Animal Kingdom at around 2.05. One thing I will say is I felt like the park-to-park transportation was quite slow this trip. Um, Like resort-to-park was no biggie, even on buses. But it it felt very slow getting a bus from Animal Kingdom and then to where we went next. So that's just something like maybe to budget for as a tip. It just expect to wait a little while. Anyway... We got right into the park. We headed right to Dinosaur. Um, then after Dinosaur, we headed right to Everest. Like Katie said, they both have significant wait time. Um, but with the lightning lane, they were almost walk-on. Only a little bit of waiting. While we tapped into Emirates, we could book again. So we booked Tower of Terror and Star Tours lightning lanes because we were spending the evening at Hollywood Studios. Then we took a little break from rides, and uh, I really wanted to try Nomad Lounge, which is right outside of Pandora. Um, so it is notoriously hard to get a spot there, but they do have a walk-up bar. So you can go up to the hostess, and you can say, like, oh, like, I just want to grab drinks to go. So she let us inside. I had to wait for, like, one person to get their drinks. I went up to the counter and ordered. And it was super easy. And you get a little to-go cup and you can take it and walk around. So um, it, it's a little expensive, truthfully, but I mean, what is it? <laughs> but it was a great experience. I would love to one day be able to, like, actually sit and enjoy it there, but not this time. Yeah. Um, and then we went back to Africa and grabbed some food. I got the African spiced corn from Holombe Fruit Market. It was really delicious. It's not plant-based, but you can for it without I was going to say, I assume it's butter that makes it not plant-based. Yeah. 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 And then Katie got some impossible spice hand pies from Kusa Series. So they're like really close to each other. So we kind of split up. Um, and then we sat down at Harambe Monday just to like try to take a breather and eat and finish our drink, which was a great little rest for us. Everything was really, really tasty. Um I don't think we had like a bad thing the entire trip. So then we decided we were kind of through with Animal Kingdom. I wanted to walk through Pandora just because it's beautiful and it's just like an engineering marvel. Um, it's so cool. So um, then we got to the box stop um, for Hollywood Studios, which again, like it just kind of took a little longer than we would have liked, I guess. Um, 
we got the animal, excuse me, we got some Animal Kingdom to Hollywood Studios. At this point, we just started to like use those lightning lanes that we had stacked. So it was kind of another like, we need to take a beat and decide like in what order are we going to do these things? What do I need to push back? What can I keep? So again, like we enjoy that part of it, the strategy around that, but I can understand how like it can kind of be more overwhelming than anything because we used Genie Plus a lot our last trip, but there we didn't use the hack. So there was a lot of like hurry up and wait. Yeah. To yeah. Use the lightning lanes. So with the hack, like we were kind of going and going and going, which was fun and it was great. But like if you want a little bit more chill where you're not like, okay, now I have to be here and now I have to be here, you know, maybe don't use it every time. I mean, we still did, but we had a lot to get done in a short amount of time. Yeah, I'm so, going to try um, out on my next trip. Have you guys heard of Standby Skipper? Where, yeah, yeah I'm going to try that yes. out because, and, and I'm with you. I, I also, I like being in control and I like the planning and, and it's mm-hmm. going to be weird for me to like let go of that a little bit, but I'm curious to see how it is. And for somebody who doesn't want to be on their phone the whole time where the service will pull lightning lanes for me so that I don't have to be on my phone constantly. So it should be interesting. But yeah, there's definitely there's a learning curve and there's, you know, the technology aspect. Like you have to be comfortable using your phone all day as you're doing everything. So, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with it. I've only heard good things about standby skipper for me. Like, it's like exactly what you said. Like, I don't want to relinquish that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's actually like fun, but I can understand how, like, you know, for different people, it can be totally for the non crazies out out there, the normies, they're into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then we got right to Hollywood Studios. We rode Star Tours with our lightning wave. You probably don't need a lightning lane from Star Tours ever, but like, <laughs> but why not? Yeah, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? <laughs> then we headed over to ride Toy Story Mania again. And um, that's our, one of our favorite two. That was the ride we ended up doing the most. I think we did it five times during our trip. And I won. <laughs> I won three out of five. So I was going to ask, but then in my mind, I was like, okay. I bet I don't have to ask. I bet whoever won will <laughs> announce it before I even get there. And sure well, enough. Yes. yes. Oh, don't worry. And then at this point, we grabbed some more Joffrey just because it had been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> we needed a little caffeine boost. Going. Yes. Um, so then we walked around Sunset Boulevard to do some shopping. There's a lot of great stuff around there. And again, air conditioning. Around time, I saw on my phone that I had gotten a charge on my card for like $100. And I, this is our first time using Magic Plus ever. It was my first time ever charging anything to my card via the Magic Band. So I figured it was just kind of a charge for everything I had spent, my Magic Band. And I'm just like a little wary about it. I wasn't entirely sure. So we went to a guest service umbrella. There's one like white outside the roller coaster area. And I just was like, can you just like help me understand this? And she basically clarified that that was the case. And it's essentially an authorization for everything. Yeah. So it's because it's not it's not just like a your magic band isn't just linked to your credit card. It's linked to your your hotel reservation. So it'd be the same as like any other hotel if you, you know, ordered food at their restaurant or bought something in their lobby gift shop. 
Um, so they run probably like a hundred dollar authorization on your card just to make yeah. sure you can cover whatever purchases. Yeah. I can yeah, see how that would be that confusing exactly... because the way it's described is like magic band links to your credit card. It doesn't link to your credit card, it links to your hotel. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it is linked to your credit card, but through your hotel reservation. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like pretty sure about what it was, but I was just like, I'm just going to go make sure because I was like, I have my magic band. I did leave my yeah. card. Yeah. Like, no, make it's sure. some good clarification so, for people. Definitely. Yeah. So that cap number was super helpful. We got it figured out in, in no time. Um, so then we rode Tower of Care with our lightning lane. And it was around like 630 just for, you know, a time reference. Then we ran over to Railway to use all lightning lane for that one. I do have to say I missed a great movie ride. I was in <laughs> an old episode of yours. Where you were like, well, now everybody's all up in arms on the great movie yes. ride being gone, which I understand. But I did really like that ride. I but did. also, did you um, ever wait in line for it or did you just walk right on? You walked right on, well, right? I yes. would have waited in line for you, it. If you and you line. alone. No one else was going <laughs> to wait in line. No, I know. I, I but we're going to get um, really angry when those rides that nobody waits in line for yeah. get shut down. <laughs> As Disney fans, yeah. that is our job. The yep. Um. So then we went over to Slinky to ride at around like seven thirty. We wanted to do it at night, like when the lights were coming on and stuff. That was really cute. And then we rode Alien Whirling Saucers, which I don't even know when we grabbed this lightning lane. I don't even remember. <laughs> They're just like appearing in your done. account at this point. You have so many. Yeah. They're multiplying. <laughs> uh huh. So it was like, well, we've never done it before. And it was available, so we're like, why not try it? And if you're afraid of spinning and motion sickness, like, it's not like the teacup. I'm sure people know this, but I'm just speaking from someone who was afraid it would be like the teacup. It's not. Uh, it, was, it was pretty tame, so we weren't worried about that. And then we knew our smugglers run Lightning Lane. Um, so we were kind of, like, switching back and forth between Toy Story Land and... Um, Galaxy's Edge. So we did Twirly Saucers. We did Smuggler's Run. We went back to Woody's Lunchbox so Katie could get some plant-based tachos. Or Love tachos. As yeah. Husband. As my yeah. husband likes to say, tachos. Yes. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> I love okay. the plant-based tachos. Katie, I don't know if you have any I, delicious. I had them on our last yeah. trip. I love them. They're great. It's such a great option. Definitely. And then we went back to Galaxy's Edge because I wanted to try Docking Bay 7. I had like the chicken kid meal. It was pretty standard, but like at that time, I was like, this sounds so perfect. And it was really tasty. So that was good. Um, and around this time that we started debating, what time should we get in line for Rise? Because we knew we wanted to hit it right at the end of the night. You know, when wait homes would be low and we would maximize that park time. And I should also note that we had a 1025 reservation for Ogo Cantina on the park. Park closed at 930. So we didn't want to run the risk of like not having enough time between getting in line and making our reservation. But we also didn't want to just be like standing around and hop in line at 929. So we just decided we were just going to like shop really quickly through the marketplace. That's by Lonjo Roasters. We kind of just breathed through there. And we got to rise and we got in line at 8.50. So that's 40 minutes before the park closed. Post and wait time was 25 minutes. Wow. And we, yeah. So, and 
that was inflated. We walked directly to the pre the first pre-show room. Um, just straight through. Now I'm curious um, because because Rise, so much of the queue feels like part of the ride. I wonder where they consider like getting up. Like, is it like actually the ride yes. vehicle or is it like the pre-show where you're in the shuttle? I'm curious if like where they count it. This is just random Me Julie too. thoughts. I apologize. But like, I'm... no, we also wonder. <laughs> yeah. that. My understanding was that I assume that in their own interest, they would say that the wait time ends at the pre-show. And because there's like four pre-shows for this ride. I'm assuming it's like the room where you get in and BB-8 and the Ray hologram. But they don't want you. Um, They want their wait times to seem longer than they actually are. So that when you get off, you're like, that wasn't mm -hmm. an hour. That was only 40 minutes. So Mm -hmm. like for if that's the the reasoning, I would think it would be once you're like buckled in, you know. Yeah, you know, that does make a lot of sense. I don't know. But I don't know. know. (laughs) So much of that queue Mm -hmm. feels like the ride. This random thoughts over here. Well, in that case, it didn't really matter what the way. Yeah, because you just walked. You just walked on anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, which was so amazing. Like we were super excited about it, and then we started thinking, like, oh, if we get off of this before nine thirty, we can just go again. So we were like, kind of like watching our phones, like on the ride, and we're like, are we gonna get off in time? We were worried it was gonna go down. Obviously, (laughs) that ride goes down all the time. But um, fortunately, we were very lucky and we were able to hop in line and get at like 920. So same thing. So cool. I know it was it was awesome. We were super jazzed about it. Um, And again, we didn't have to spend the money on it. We do really like the ride. But if we don't spend money on it, we're not done. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. So that was great. So we got out around 940. That leaves us with like, you know, 40 years minutes until our Oga's reservation. So we kind of just strolled around Galaxy's Edge. There was a cast member like blocking off Toy Story Land and stuff. So they really kind of confine you to the area. Not that the area is small, but I've been really surprised at how many people were so less. Um other people with like Oga's reservation. Um we were talking to a cast member who said that you could like get on the wait list if you want it. Obviously that's not guaranteed. So if that's something you want to try and you don't have a reservation, it may be worth, you know, trying, but obviously a reservation's the best way to go. Um we were um not called until our reservation time. So we waited a little while, but that's okay. Um we had a nice conversation with a cast member. We were asking her like our one logistical concern with that was how am I gonna get um, from the park at this hour. And I was like, is this some, like, a question you get a lot? And she's like, actually, no. Like, people don't really ask. So, apparently, people don't really... They don't think about it. Point, but we, They'll figure yeah, it out we later. Like, yeah. Well, am I going to get home? Or, um, so, she had... You know, she's like, I don't want to say it, but Uber's probably your best bet. And you're like, okay. So, like, was your concern that buses wouldn't be running that late? So, I can tell you... They wait until every single person is out of the park. They will make sure that there is a That's bus weird. there for you. So even if you are the last one stumbling out of Oga's because you've had one too many fuzzy tauntauns, they will still get you on a bus and back to All Star Sports. I'm surprised she didn't. Exactly I'm surprised she didn't know that. But that's also yeah. what I was. I was like, oh well, I would have thought that because that's exactly what we encountered on the way out, and we weren't just like in. Oh, apparently this is common knowledge that we just went 
No. Well, because you said you mostly stayed off property, right? Like in in past trips. So you wouldn't have had to deal with Disney buses as much. So, yeah, that was a really, really pleasant surprise. But we went to Oga. We were in there for probably like 25 minutes. We didn't stay very long because it was late. We were sat at like like a standing only at the Mm -hmm. bar. Yeah. And I think we were just tired. We both had a couple, we both had drinks and we decided it was time to go. We made it out to the, the bus stop, had a bus just for us. Um, and yeah, we made it back to all star sports at around 11 o'clock. Um, so again, this was, I know, just a summary, 14 hours in the park. We had 15 rides and 10 lightning lanes this day. Oh, man. And zero breaks. <laughs> Zero, yeah. zero nap, zero, <laughs> zero rest time at the pool or your resort. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so we only have one day left. Are we doing three parks again in one day on this last day? No, only only two only two, on the only day. two. Okay, are we rope dropping again? We're starting super yes. early, and for you, rope dropping is like yes. mega rope dropping. You're there super super early because uh-huh. you want to be first in line so yes, where are yes. you going and what time are we are we getting up this morning so i'm trying to i think we got up around four or no i'm not oh my god not four five thirty inch still we had to brutal um, yeah we were we were leaving this day and we decided that in the interest of time obviously again short trip we were going to bring all of our stuff with us to the park and not come back to the resort. Okay, so you risk so having your bras we, pulled out at security. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. exactly what happened to me. Still we bought GPD plus the night before cuz you know we when we got back at 11 showered by the time we were going to sleep it was midnight. So we just bought it. I think that day was the cheapest it was $18 for that Sunday. So we got to the bus stop at 6.45. At 7, we booked our Big Thunder Lightning Lane for a return time of 9 a.m., so like the earliest you can get. And then the bus to Mandrake Kingdom didn't get there till 7.10. So we were waiting again for 25 minutes. Um, And then by 7, they sent one of the double buses, so like the two buses connected. Right. Which I don't really know why there weren't that many people, but they didn't. So we got to the tap aisles by 7.35. And then on my way through security, they stopped me because I had my huge backpack full of stuff. This time they kind of just took out like my makeup bag. And I explained to them, like, I'm going to the airport right after this. Like that, I would never bring this much stuff here. <laughs> so they kind of took just a few things out of my bag and then they let us through. At 7.45, they did the announcement, like, you're free to enjoy Main Street, all that stuff. And so at 7.45, we tapped in, and then our plan was to rope drop Space Mountain. Um, we had already read Seven Birds Mine Train, and it just, I get so crazy over there, Fantasyland, during rope drop. So we just decided to rope drop Space Mountain. Um, so we were waiting and, you know, there for a good 30 minutes or so. Um, and then they announced right before, like, the official park opening for early entry that Space Mountain was going to have a delayed start that morning. And so, you know, there's all these people. We were right at the front of the pack. So I think a lot of people didn't hear that announcement. Oh, no. He literally just said it. He said mm-hmm. it in, like, a normal speaking voice. You know, they didn't pull out, like, a backbone <laughs> or anything. So we were, like, we kind of decided we kind of had to you know reassess and we we're like well do we really want to we've already written it 
do we really want to wait in line and, you know, use that early entry time? And so we decided against it. We've actually never ridden Astro Orbiter. So we decided to go on Astro Orbiter. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> it went a lot faster than we were expecting, but it was still fun. Fun to do stuff we'd never done before. Yeah. And then after that, we decided to get on the People Mover. And that was around 8.40. So only out of 10 minutes into early entry and the line for off space mountain was still like outside they weren't letting anyone in act into the actual queue it sounds like you had um an unusual early entry doing astro orbiter and the people mover not to that i yeah. think i've ever heard anybody yeah. do for early entry that's, that's <laughs> it's kind of a, a pivot where we needed to and at this point we were so tired yeah like it was a long couple of days we we're like whatever like we, we're just gonna do well and you. if you try fine. to then move to like the group of like you're in front at the people who are going into tomorrowland if you try to like move over to the Fantasyland group for early entry exactly. you would have been like back of that pack so it's like mm-hmm. all right what do you do here so i i understand i understand the pivot yeah it, it felt weird but like we just you know did what we you make the best do, of it yeah um yeah, exactly. Um, so then we stopped at Joffrey's for a coffee and some breakfast. And then we were making our way back towards Main Street. We wanted to get a locker for our stuff so we didn't have to carry it around with us all day. But we didn't want to waste early entry time getting a locker. So we walked back down Main Street, stopped in the Emporium to get some gifts for people really quick. Then we went to the front of the park to get a locker rental. We got a large locker. There's like three sizes and we got the middle size is $12. Unfortunately, they are not transferable from part to part. Um, so we were going to go somewhere else. They told us that wasn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to get a locker there, which is unfortunate. But like, I understand um, it was able to fit our stuff really well. So if you are worried about, you know, if we have a really, we had one really big backpack and then like a filled up shopping bag from the aquarium and those both fit no problem. Then we made our way to ride Winnie the Pooh at around 9.30. Then we rode Haunted Mansion at around 9.45. At this time, we could make lightning lanes again. We booked Small World and Dumbo <laughs> with our two things I wouldn't normally book or probably didn't even need one. But we figured we may as well. We paid for GD Plus. We may as well use it for now. This. I'm curious. Too early to start. What what time? You said you're leaving on this day. What time are your flights at? Like, what time do you have to leave? Because I'm assuming that's a big part okay. of your decision on like what you're grabbing for Genie Plus. It's really time is far more important today than it was on the other days. So, what time are you guys leaving? Correct. So we had to leave the park around 4:30 at the latest. Katie's flight was at 7.20 and mine was at 8.20. So we wanted to be at the airport with ample time because, you know, security can be crazy. Um, and we knew we were going to start at Magic Kingdom and we were going to hop to Hollywood Studios again, it, which is just our favorite. So that's why we keep going back. So, yeah, we couldn't, we knew we wouldn't. J.D. Park really came in handy for Hollywood Studios, not so much for Magic Kingdom, but we couldn't book anything anyway. So we just, you know, got what we could. So we ran over to do Small World and then we ran over to Dumbo. After we tapped into Dumbo, we were able to book a Slinky Dog Lightning Lane. I think the return time was around like 4.30 at that time, which was cutting, cutting close it close. Where yeah. We wanted to leave. Yeah. 
but we were able to modify it up oh, good. Um, a little bit to make it like our last ride before we would have to leave. We rode Little Mermaid. We did Philharmonic on the way out. And we had a 145 reservation at Steakhouse 71 at the Contemporary. Oh, 1145. What did I say? So you said you said 145. <laughs> my bomb. Thank you, Katie. Oh, well, that's it. So we were, it was around like 1115 when we were heading out of the park to get on the monorail to go to the Contemporary. It was a special Mother's Day brunch happening at Steakhouse 71. They had like a little bit of a limited venue. We knew that ahead of time, but that's just the side note, like it was kind of a special occasion. So you didn't even um, have the option of the of the there. regular menu? You only had the, no. the limited Mother's Day menu? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. They couldn't really make a lot of like substitutions either. So, and I know this is like the odds that someone is going on a Mother's Day brunch is basically <laughs> slim, but for us, yeah. So we couldn't get like everything, which is fine. Um at this point, we had checked in. Our reservation was 11.45. We checked in at 11.35. They were running very behind. I went to ask, and they said they were running about 30 minutes behind your reservation. So for us, that was we were seated at 12.20, which was about 35 minutes after our reservation. We'd never been there before, so I can't speak to if that is common for that restaurant i assume it only because it was a special occasion okay how was the food though um, i mean despite you know not having the full menu and not being able to do substitutions how was the meal otherwise i thought it was really delicious i had the burger which the waiter was like this is the best burger on property and i was like well i believe it because it was very good <laughs> and then the only there was only one the plant-based option unfortunately and it was an avocado toast which i feel like is like Mm. always like you know thing for plant-based people so i asked katie like a million times like are you okay with getting avocado toast and she said yes oh so katie how was it it was good they actually did have the thing that they have on their standard menu is a vegetable wellington which sounded delicious they actually did end up having it on they did end up having it on the brunch menu which i was surprised by because that did not say it would be but the printed menu they gave us had it but it was like double the price Mm of the avocado toast and it was the end of the trip and it had been a little spendy so i just just opted for the avocado toast i mean it was delicious it was really good so i was not upset by that at all okay good good to hear um so while we were sitting there during our reservation we were it was time to book lightning lanes again so we booked toy story mania and tower of terror lightning lanes with the hack we actually had to end up booking the disney junior dance party because that was the only thing that was past two o'clock but i was quickly able to modify that from the disney junior (laughs) dance party to tower of terror so very um, different attractions yeah (laughs) yes so you can you know you can't you can modify not just the time but also like the attraction itself so that was nice to know after we ate we took a bus from the contemporary to hollywood studios which we there was a bus waiting for us which was perfect Uh, We got to Hollywood Studios a little bit before we were able to tap in. So we just reapplied some sunscreen. We went through security. This is where the security man took everything out of my backpack. (laughs) He had my pajamas in his hand. You know, everything took out of my backpack. You're like, sir, this was Uh, the last day, which means these clothes are not clean that you're touching. No, I was clean. Yeah, it was. 
I was like, you know, it was worth it. And I'm like, again, I explained we're going to the airport. This is why there's all this stuff in here. But everything worked out. We had to get another locker. Like Chrissy said, they're not transferable, which is kind of lame. So we paid another $12 for a large locker. Then we went over to ride Tower of Terror uh, with a lightning lane and then ride Toy Story Mania next. Um, And it's about 2.30 at this point. So just for a time check. And then once we tapped into Toy Story Mania, that was our most recent lightning lane. So we were able to book a next one. So we booked both Smuggler's Run and Star Tours. Again, you don't need the Star Tours lightning lane, but we had it. And we're like, why not? Why not? So and those return times were pretty immediate, honestly, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes out. So we just headed right over there. We rode Smuggler's Run. We um, then when that was done, we got in line for Muppets. And the, it was the first time ever that we weren't able to basically like walk into a show. So we had gotten there like just at wow. the wrong time where they had they had just started a uh, show. And so they have that timer, you know, on the outside that you can mm-hmm. see from the lobby. And so it was it said it was going to be like 12 minutes until the next show. And we were kind of starting to run into like we're not going to be able to get through everything. And so we unfortunately had to abandon Muppets, which was like kind of hurt in the soul. But um, we had to leave that something. <laughs> Then we went from Muppets and then wrote Star Tours with the Lightning Lane that we had just booked. And then at that point, we were done really booking Lightning Lanes. We had booked kind of everything in the park. And at that time, with anything that had a return time, it probably would have been too far away for us to use. So after Star Tours, we got in line for Slinky Dog Dash. And we noticed as we were walking over there that there were no cars running. And so before we even tapped in, we asked the cast member at the tap sale, we're like, hey, is this ride running? And she was like, she kind of looked behind her and she was like, yeah, I think so. And she like looked at her iPad and then we're like, oh, we just haven't seen anything go. And she was like, no, it's up. And so we're like, perfect. So we tapped in and then we um, waited in the lightning lane for about five minutes. And then they came over the speaker and announced that it was going to shut down. And that um, they had no idea when it was going to come back mm. up. And so we were like, man, it was going to be our last ride. And um, so as we were walking out of the queue, the cast member said, "Don't, we're not going to like tamp you for a multiple experience pass. We're just going to let it turn into one on its own. Um, and so that was kind of just a little problematic for us because like we had to get going and we couldn't, they weren't putting the ride down on the app yet. And so it wasn't converting over. So we were like, well, we're over by Midway Mania. So we walked right up over there and the cast member actually recognized us from earlier in the day. <laughs> I wonder if you had asked her if you would like explain the situation like this is the last ride. Then we have to go to the airport. I wonder if she would have done uh-huh. it for you then. I'm sure she probably would have. But it, it did end up working out because we walked right over to Mania. The guy was like, weren't you already here? And we were like, yes, we were already here. Um, But we we explained to him like. Slinky went down. Ours isn't converting. Like we would get a multiple experience pass, and he just looked at us. He saw that when we tried to tap in because we thought maybe it had converted, it hadn't. And he's like, "Oh, you have a Slinky dog lightning lane," and we're like, "We know it went down. Whatever." And he just said, "Go through." Oh, that's so good. It was really nice of him. That's good. Yeah. So they, yeah. Were, you know, super accommodating and understanding. So we used that pseudo multi experience path on Midway Mania. Did that, and then it was time to leave. So we walked our way to the front of the park i checked uber chrissy checked lyft the uber was 70 dollars insane but the lyft was only 38 dollars. so definitely always oh, yeah. both because i had both experiences where one time uber was cheaper and one time lyft yep. was cheaper i was shocked yep. i was like there's no way i'm paying 70 dollars for an uber so that was that seemed crazy but anyway so we took our um lyft to the airport and we arrived there 
Um, we both had tickets in Terminal B, or like, you know, both of our flights said they were leaving from Terminal B. Chrissy has TSA pre-check and I don't. So I went through the standard line. She went through the pre-check line. And then we actually realized that Terminal B does not mean that it's in the same place. You know, they do they do it by dates. And so there's different like regions. So we actually didn't get to say goodbye. So if people, if anyone's traveling separately and your dates end up being in different places, just know to like hug and say goodbye <laughs> because we didn't get to do that, which was kind of unfortunate. Oh. So just, you know. <laughs> Just a word for people who are traveling separately. Um, but uh, Chrissy wrote this great summary again. We did five hours in the park. We got 13 rides done and nine of those were lightning lanes. So that's amazing for a short we day, too. That's a lot accomplished yeah. on a short day. Okay. okay. I'm curious. First, I want to ask if you I know you did so much. So I think I know the answer here. But I'm I'm wondering if you felt Genie Plus had the value since it was a lot of like, all right, these times aren't working for me, a lot of editing. Um, and because you were hopping, that added another layer. Did you feel the value was there for you guys based on the prices that week? I think absolutely. Um, for us, the value was always there. Um, it could be $40 and we would pay it. Oh, don't say um, that. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Somebody could be listening who will hear that. Oh, I can't. Jack up those prices. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's it's, it's it really depends on what your priorities are. We are very much ride people. We are not show people. We are not character people. Our priority is always going to be ride. So for us, anytime there's a chance to decrease that wait time and then allow you to get on more ride, it's going to be worth it to us. I can see why it wouldn't be for other people. And I feel like you could see the price decrease every day we were there. And I feel like that could be a an effect of people aren't buying it because return times were good and standby times were long. Interesting. That's kind of my case. Interesting. Um, okay. You, I also want to ask about your favorite food booth at Epcot. You guys ate a lot of stuff at Ep Epcot. So what was, and I didn't hear anything negative. I didn't hear any negative food <laughs> items, which is good to hear. What did you, what was the standout and what, what was the best value, do you think? Because sometimes those prices yeah, don't match the portion sizes. That's so what, very true. Yeah, what were the standouts there? For me, I would say the Morocco booth. Um, we had both the hummus trio and I had the cake. And for both of those, I think it was like right around $10. I think the portion sizes were comparable to the price where that's not always the case everywhere else katie i don't know if you have a different answer. yeah since you're plant-based katie that's yeah, yeah you might have a different, a different I, take i thought the trowel and trellis booth was probably the best value i mean it's great that there's like exclusively you know plant-based options but i think like even the, the chocolate cake i had i know it was like five dollars and you got ice cream with it it was a pretty good portion and i know the korean short rib you get like a whole bowl of rice bok choy and like two you know, quote unquote spare ribs. And I think that could like, I don't think it was more than like $7. So like, I thought it was a real, I should look at the price, but I thought it was a really, really good that deal. That does sound so like a good value. Okay. Especially yeah. when plant-based food is more expensive in general. Often it is. They're yeah, pretty. often it is. So, I don't know. Everything's pretty inflated right now. So <laughs> Okay. I'm looking at the notes you guys sent to me and I see someone used some boob cream. So I really need, I need thought, like we've discussed bras multiple, yeah. multiple times, boobs on Tron. So now we're going to, we're yeah. going to talk boob cream. I'm curious what your, yes, I'm happy what your take on that was. Did you both use it? Who used the okay. boob cream? 
It was me. Okay. Me use the boob cream. Okay. So I bought it ahead of time, like a week before I left. I tried the Carpe, the one that you recommend the highest, I believe. I tried it twice and it did not stand up to the Minneapolis heat, which is nothing compared to Interesting. the Interesting. So I actually ended up returning it. I'm sorry. At all? For me, I don't know if I'm just, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're using it wrong. It's not like rocket science. <laughs> Interesting. It did not work. I like I I will like it's not 100 percent. You're not going to be like fully dry. But that's a shame to hear that it didn't work at all for you. I ended up buying. You've used Mega Bay. Yeah. Like you use like the lotion thing. I bought the actual powder. Okay. Um, And that worked. Interesting. Again, like it wasn't. It was not perfect. But I do think it helped. Um, I didn't really have a, you know. A control for the yeah. test, but unfortunately, Carpe did not work for me. The Mega Babe. Okay, so that brand worked better for winner. you. I Mega Babe. When I used the lotion one, I found it left so much stuff in my bra that I was like, "Ooh, like it was just the grossest thing ever." And so that was my hesitation to try a powder was that I didn't want a bunch of like residue, and I yeah. knew it was just Mega Babe because the other side did not have that issue. So I was like, it's clearly this one brand. But that's interesting mm-hmm. that the powder worked better for you. I'll have to give that yeah. a try. We'll see if that one um, maybe has better results. Did you use it in Orlando or was it just at home that you used it? I tried it. Before, yeah. And I think it, I mean, it worked better in, in Minneapolis. But, um, you know, I, I feel like I did notice that I was drier than I would have been. It's hard to say because it's like it's not going to prevent it 100%. And so like it's it's hard to but yeah, if you know like "Mm, at home, things are not looking so great in that area. (laughs) A good indication. Okay, sorry. I had to ask. Um, (laughs) I I was eager to talk about it. Good. I'm glad. We've discussed bras far far uh, more on this episode (laughs) than I think I had intended. Um, any other highlights on the trip that we may have missed? Any other takeaways? I think that this was our first time. It was our first time using Magic Bands ever. Uh, we would always use the cards, you know, when we were younger. Um, and then last trip, we used just My Magic Mobile, like the, you know, the phone. Um, this was our first time doing the Magic Bands. And we got Magic Band Pluses because we ordered them through our hotel reservation. So they were actually cheaper. I don't know if a lot of people know that you could do that, but we did end up getting them for, I think, like $10 less than you would buy them standard. And we really enjoyed them. We were kind of like, well, you know, it's a new experience. Let's try it out. And we actually really, really enjoyed it. It was so nice and simple to just have, like, be able to tap your wrist. We actually got, like, the statues and stuff to work. I can ask. People said that <laughs> they never, they can't get them to work. Um, we were able to get a couple. I mean, we didn't go searching them out, honestly, but if we would walk by one, our magic band would light up and we'd wave and the music, you know, that's supposed to play would come on. So that was, I honestly thought it was really fun. And then like, sometimes you'd like, every time we got up a Tower of Terror, our magic bands would like flash red. Oh, that's cool. So there's just yeah. a couple little interesting things, but if you're debating on whether or not to buy them, I think go for it, especially if you're staying at a hotel and you can get them cheaper through your hotel right. reservation. Did you think it was worth it to spend more on Magic Band Plus or do you think like if you could do it again, would you just get the regular Magic Band, which is even cheaper? Oh, 
yeah, no, we would have gone with that cheaper option. I think I think they only had like one or two options for the standard magic band, and then everything else was magic band. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. And <laughs> we just didn't like bathing them out. Yeah, because we didn't like the styles that they had for the regular magic bands. Yeah. And they were the same price. They were still $25. So we were like, well, I could get the newest one or I could get an old one. Yeah. Yay. Thank you guys for sharing your trip with me. Thank you so much. We um, were so excited to be here. And this was a blast. Thank you again to Katie and Chrissy for being on the show with me. Um, A lot of really, really great Genie Plus tips. So in case you were keeping track, um, I totaled up the number of rides in Lightning Lanes that they got. So if you are keeping score, they had a total of 32 Lightning Lanes and 49 total rides in only three days. That's amazing. That is some real strategic use of Genie Plus that included an understanding of stacking, um, hacking as well. They used the hack, editing, refreshing. They they did it all. So bravo to them. Um, really, really amazing. And if you are interested in being a guest on the show, there's a link in the show notes. So go ahead and leave me a voicemail message. Next week, Kurt and I are going to discuss Halloween party tips. The Halloween party is coming up on us fast. Tickets are already on sale, so look out for that next week. I also have a Disneyland Paris trip report coming up that I'm really excited about. I've never been to Disneyland Paris, so I want to know all of the things. So that is coming up soon. I will be going back to the parks in June with my other son. Um, If you remember a couple of months ago, I went with my 11-year-old. I'm going to be going with my son who will have just turned 14. And that is coming up in a few weeks. So a lot of really fun stuff right around the corner. But until then, I will see you guys in the parks.